the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Luana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Luana Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Luana Steins. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me this awesome, amazing day. I want to just uh, say a few things. I know, again, once again, I'm going to repeat it a couple of times so that I can get you guys to all go to my website, atouchfromabove.org. We have so many awesome things happening uh, up at the Prayer Mountain, but, you know, it would take me my whole entire program to tell you all of them. But first of all, uh, we have, we decided at the Prayer Mountain, we're so excited about it, Arts and Crafts Fair uh, up at the Prayer Mountain. We're going to do these twice a year or three times a year. So we are looking for, guess what? We're looking for Christian vendors. This is a great opportunity for you. And I will have all that information on our website. And uh, one young lady named Judy, she takes care of everything. But on Highway 67, we have over 55,000 cars that go by a day. So this is a great opportunity. And uh, so we'll have those twice a year. So if you're a Christian vendor, you want to make sure you get all that prepared and get ready ahead of time. Not only that, but we have drama presentations. We've done several drama presentations. I absolutely uh, God has put in my heart to do Christian films. So I have gathered together a small group, and we are practicing all the time. I've done a few drama presentations. I love I love to do them. We did one at Horton Plaza Lyceum Theater. We filled the house with over 500 people, 200 people a night got saved. We had, it for, I think, for five nights. It was absolutely awesome. But now we're doing those drama presentations up at the Prayer Mountain. So we do the Book of Ruth, Fourth Wise Men, uh, he is risen, and there's several others as well. We also have prepared a television studio so we can begin to do our Christian films. Also, we have conferences that come up every June uh, up at the Prayer Mountain, our Freedom Conference. You don't want to miss it. Not only that, but people come from all over just to pray. So maybe you're just a prayer warrior and you want more information on how to get one of the little cabins, Joshua, Caleb, uh, Africa cabin, our upper room cabin, our Mary and Martha cabin. You know, all that information is on our website. Also, I pastor a church as well up at the Prayer Mountain, 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. A church alive is worth a drive, I promise you. So come on out. Well, I titled my message... Great businessmen and women. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so amazing when you don't have the revelation about money and how important it is to God's kingdom, you know, you have to get that understanding. And why is that so important? Because, you know, the reason God wants to bless his people is to be a blessing to his kingdom. A lot of times people don't understand that. And when you don't understand that, it's so sad because then you live way below what God has for you. So I want to encourage you. Let me read to you. This is so powerful. Uh, in 
uh, Exodus chapter 31, you know, here is uh, God giving detail. Let me, let me read this to you. I love God's word. Exodus chapter 31, starting in verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Beelzal, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of craftsmanship. And I indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahishamash, of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table, its utensils, the pure gold, the lampstands with all its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the laver and its base, the garments of ministry, the holy garment for Aaron, the priests, the garments for the sons to minister as priests, and the anointing oil, the sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Hallelujah. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore it is holy, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it, oh my goodness, shall surely be put to death. Yikes. Well, that's not my topic today, but my topic is about how God gives wisdom. You see, dreams without counsel is foolish. You see, God has given every single one of his people a gift or a talent. And you and I have to understand something. It's so powerful. When you read this Exodus chapter 31, 1 through 11, you can see that God has given the wisdom. God has given the understanding. God has given the counsel on how and what to do and to be creative. You see, dreams and vision without labor, I'm telling you, it's just fantasy. It's a vain imagination. People always say, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I said, what are you doing? How to get there? Well... I don't know. I'm just praying. Well, yes, prayer is very important, but you got to get off your duff. You got to get up and you got to do something. You see, you have to understand if you don't, okay, first of all, you bring it to prayer. Yes, that's absolutely. And who you partner with? Oh, my goodness. You know, I hear so many people say, yeah, I'm going to start a business. And I said, oh, good. Yeah, I got a couple partners. And I asked them, so who are your partners? Who are you partnering with? Well, I'm partnering with so-and-so and so-and-so. And I said, oh, good. Are they saved? Uh, no, they're not saved. And I said, I wouldn't, par- I wouldn't counsel with them. I wouldn't partner with them. And they said, why not? I said, because I wouldn't, because you have to obey God's word. Do you realize if you partner with the wicked, you're going to be in trouble? Psalms chapter 1 is very powerful. It was one of the first chapters I taught my children to memorize. Blessed is the man who walks not. In the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. 
he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does, he will prosper. You see, you have to take God's word at what his word says. And so if you want to start a business, a Christian business, don't partner with the wicked, darling. Who you partner with is very, very important. You know, it may take you a little time to find the right partner, but finding the right partner is so crucial. And you have to understand, it is God who gives that wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7 says that God stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Ooh, isn't that a blessing? He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 14 says, Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. That See, counsel belongs to God. You know, there's another scripture. Uh, sorry, I'm not giving you the address. Uh, I just always memorize it in my heart. It says, um, many are the plans of a man, but it is God's counsel that we need. You see, a lot of people start a lot of things, and they don't have the counsel of God. You see, you have to get the counsel of God, or you're going to turn around and you're going to spin your wheels, and you're going to go nowhere. You're going to be like on a hamster wheel, around and around and around and around and around and around. You know that little hamster actually thinks he's going somewhere? Did you ever have a hamster? I had a hamster when I was little. I realized, wee, 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 wee. What is that? That was the squeaking of the wheel. That little hamster would get on that wheel, and he'd run, he'd run, he'd run, and he'd run. He'd run for like an hour. I'm thinking, man, that little guy's healthy. But then I'd hear, in the middle of the night. Finally, I said, oh, my goodness, I need some WD-40. Let me oil that thing. I said, then you can run all night if you want to. My goodness. But see, that the poor little thing, he actually thought he was going somewhere. I mean, he. you realize how many Christians actually think they're going somewhere? They're not going anywhere. This is why sometimes you got to look at our website, attouchfromabove.org. you got to come to some of our conferences. I teach about business. I teach about finances. Uh, I teach about how you can prosper in God's way you, because there's so many. I'm, we're talking, I was a single mom, guys. I remember the first time I got a revelation of that, you know, when my husband was killed, I'd love to tell you he left a big insurance firm, but we didn't have nothing. You heard the expression, didn't have a pot to go on or a window to throw it out. Well, that was what our situation was. We didn't have anything, no insurance, no nothing. Here I am, a murdered husband, a single mom, and you can read my book, A Mother's Story. It's a must read. You got to read it. And I was broken, trying to make ends meet. Uh, and I remember I'm thinking, okay, um, I'm going to go to school. I want to be a lawyer. I'm trying to raise my kids. Uh, okay, forget it. Uh, I got to get a part-time job. So here I am at Burger King. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders. Don't upset us. And I'm turning burgers and I'm making the French fries and I'm at the cash register. You know, the, finally they put me at the cash register, taught me how to count back. I was such a young, young girl. And I'm broken. I am running myself ragged hours and hours of work. And then one day, I know this sounds really funny, but some of you may remember the old MC Hammer pants. I went and bought me a sewing machine. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go to uh, the thrift material store and I'm going to get me a whole bunch of wild color material. And I went and got all this color material. And what I did was I ended up making over 30 I think 35 pairs 
of MC Hammer pants. Those are those great big bodybuilders used to wear them because they're baggy and comfortable and they have elastic flip over on the waist. So here I am making these pants and I make all kinds of them, put them on hangers. I loaded up my car and I went, I was in Colorado Springs at the time. I went down to close to where the military base was. I put on a pair of MC Hammer pants. It was my skinny, skinny, skinny days. Put on my MC Hammer hands, put on some music there. And I put those pants out there and put a big old sign for sale, MC Hammer Pants. I think I sold them for like $25 a piece or something like that. I don't even remember. But I'm telling you what, by the end of the day, I had sold every single one of those pants. I got a revelation. I got a revelation. What am I doing turning burgers for $2.50 an hour at that time? You You see, we need the wisdom of God. And it's not, you know, just because a person has money doesn't make him happy or wise. Are you listening? Trust me, I deal with all kinds of different people, multimillionaires from the street to the very wealthy. And I tell you, you know, I remember, and I say this with grace, there was a woman in my first Pioneer Church who literally won a $40 million lottery. Can you believe that? $40 million. Can I tell you, within a few years, she lost it all. Do you know she never paid her tithe? She never gave into the kingdom at that time. We had a full, we had a women's home. Actually, we had two women's homes at that time, and our men's home was packed. I think we had 24 men in our men's home. Do you realize she had no understanding? I believe that God saw the greed and the selfishness. I believe God desires for his people to be blessed, to be a blessing for his kingdom. I don't believe she would have lost it all if she wouldn't have been so greedy. But see, all it was was greed. It's a spirit. She had money without wisdom. What good is it to have money without wisdom? You know, in Mark chapter 10, reading in verse 46, it's powerful. I love how God heals this blind man, and something happens here. Let me read this. Now they came to Jericho, and as Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Here is this beggar sitting by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him, shh, be quiet. Oh, but blind Bartimaeus cried out all the more. And then they called, and then, I got to hear this, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy. So Jesus stood still and commanded blind Bartimaeus, call the man here. They called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, Jesus is calling you. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and he came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. You see, he was a blind beggar in Jericho. Do you understand what? Do you understand, know anything about Jericho? Jericho symbol symbolizes this world of. If you read through the word, a sin and despair. It's like the curse and the devil existed. Why? Because you can read in Luke chapter ten. It tells you very clearly about Jericho. Remember the thieves, the thieves that were there. Let me go really quick with my Bible. Oh my goodness! When you read the word, it's so rich and so powerful. 
Luke chapter 10, I'm going to be reading in verse 30. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departing, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed on the road. Do you understand? Jericho was filled with sin and thievery, and the devil existed in there. But here's blind Bartimaeus. You have to remember, he had no welfare plan. He didn't have Section 8 to live in. He didn't have food stamps. No, he yearned for a better tomorrow. He had expectations. Something's got to change. You see, during that time, there were many blind people. There were many, many beggars. It's like downtown San Diego. You don't think God sees all the homeless down there? But you know what? A lot of the homeless, I'm sorry, I've been in ministry for 43 years. Don't get mad at me. I love you with all my heart. And one thing is you can feed them or you can teach them to catch a fish, one or the other. You can teach them to fish or you can just continually hand feed them, baby them, and you know what? And let them stay forever like that. Pat your own self on the back while you take $5 down there or a bowl of soup to them. Who are you? What are you doing? Why don't you get them up and take them into your home? Why don't you get one and disciple them? Because that's a whole different story, isn't it? You see, we had a women's home and a men's home. We had over 500 women come through our women's home. 250 men come through our men's program. And let me tell you something. It's not easy. It is not easy at all to bring them up and help them and disciple them and get through their mind battles and fight with them through the drug addiction. Let me just share with you one story really quick. I was in my office in my first Pioneer Church. I was in Oregon. And on the side of my office is a great big window. And it was cold. Oh, my goodness. It was really cold in the morning. I'd gotten to uh, my office. I parked my car. I didn't even think about it, got into my office, went to my desk, and I'm sitting at my desk, and something caught my eye right outside. Well, right outside my office was a little sidewalk, and then, of course, our parking lot, but on the sidewalk, there's like a little curb, and I looked out my window, and I thought, oh my gosh, there's somebody out there lying out there right outside my window by the curb. So um, it was still our parking lot. The main road was a little bit further away, so I got up. And I went out there and I looked at this guy. He had his arms curled in. He was leaning with his face into the curb. I think he was trying to keep warm is what he was trying to do. But I looked at him and I could see creased pants, a decent shirt. He had no jacket on. It was freezing cold out there. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? That guy is something. I don't know what happened. So I went and got our, uh, our men's home leader and I said, I said, come help me. There's a guy out here. So he came, a couple of the guys came out there, and I said, get him up. I said, he's going to freeze to death. So the guys got him up, and uh, he, and suddenly, this wave of alcohol hit me. It's like, whoa, hello, I'm about to get drunk just smelling his breath. And all of a sudden, they get him up. I go, go take him in the nursery. We were right there. My office was here. Right next was the church. I go, go take him in the nursery. And so Mark helped and the other guys helped and they put him in the nursery. I go, go get one of the mats, put it down here. I said, this guy is filled with alcohol. Let's help him. And I said, this guy is not your average homeless. Something happened to this guy. I don't know what it is, but we're going to help him. And I said, okay, we're going to do the buddy system. Mark, you and another guy are going to stay with him 24-7, team off with another group, and do not let him out of your sight. I said, we got to get him free from this alcohol. So they stayed with him for the whole night. He was out of it. Come on. 
and then back to sleep. So this happened. So the following day, I went over there, brought some coffee, and I said, hey. He was semi-coherent, but he was shaking. <laughs> and I said, get a blanket, guys. I said, go get some water. And I said, hey, what's your name? And he goes, my name is uh, name is Oscar. I said, hi, Oscar. I'm Pastor Luana. How are you? I need a drink. I said, okay, I got your coffee. So I went to hand him the coffee, but his hands were shaking so bad. I said, okay, no, 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 no. Don't take my coffee. You're going to spill it all over you. I'm going to hold it for you. You drink your coffee. So I held his coffee and he drank his coffee. And then I said, we're going to help you, but you're not going to, we're not going to leave you alone. You're going to stay here. Okay. I got a drink. I said, no, you're not. We're going to help you. So anyway, long story short, they stayed there with him for over seven days. I said, you're going to follow him to the bathroom. He's going to go take a shower. You're going to bring him back. You're going to eat buddy system. We'll make all his meals. We're going to help him get free. Well, little by little by little, a month passed. We're still with Oscar and something powerful is happening. God is changing him. He said a prayer with me. He went through the DTs. If you don't know what the DTs are, oh my gosh, it's so scary. Get these bugs off of me. (laughs) He's shaking. He's, He's just flipping out. But you know what? We got through that. So now... Fast forward six to eight months later, um, he's still there. He's in the men's house. He gets to go early in the morning for prayer. I get there to the church early. I was there about 5.30 a.m. in the morning. And I get there and I open the door. Oscar doesn't see me and he doesn't hear the door. Oscar is leaning against a wall. And he's leaning against a wall straight as an arrow, his hands by his side. And he's, he's about three inches from the wall, up just a plain white wall. And all of a sudden I hear this voice come out of him. <clears throat> All of a sudden, I'm listening to this amazing voice, and I hear, Our Father, which heart? And my hair is standing up, and I'm listening to him as he sings through this entire song like a, an unbelievable Puccelli, an opera singer, and he gets done, and I clap my hands and I said Oscar what an amazing job and he turned around and he was embarrassed and I said Oscar he said I'm sorry he said I just had to sing this morning I was so grateful I said Oscar he goes you know what I used to perform I used to sing I lost my wife I lost everything my wife died and my kids they they they're all grown up and I just felt like forget it it's over with I said Oscar it's not over this is just the beginning. God has a great plan for you. Long story short, Oscar stayed in the men's home for over two years, met a beautiful young woman at church who was a nurse. They ended up getting married, and Oscar went into ministry and uses his voice for the glory of God. Hallelujah. You see, God has us to do his work, and that's why finances are so important. Why? We couldn't do it without God's wisdom, direction, and the mind of Christ in order to be able to help people and take people in and help them come out of that bondage and that craziness. You know, I had um, three homes in Colorado. I had three homes in Oregon, my first pioneer church, and now I'm here in San Diego. So God's stirring my heart again. I thought, okay, I'm going to build a prayer mountain. I probably won't build a, probably won't do another men's and women's home, but when I look out in that harvest field and I see all those needs, I think, oh, dear God, no, no, no. 
There are so many needs out there. So you know what? I want to thank you for supporting this ministry here on radio. I'm believing, God, that I'm going to be able to purchase a couple of homes here. Um, more than that, actually. I got a bigger plan. I'm, I don't want to share all the secrets yet, but I know that God can provide for it where I, be, I would be able to take in close to 40 men and about 20 women to help them. So I'm excited all that God is doing. So I want to tell you really quick, you know, your support for this ministry is important. There's a harvest out there. You know, I'm not in it for uh, recognition. I got my recognition in heaven. I'm a woman preacher. I love Jesus. I've been in ministry for 43 years. I love Jesus. I love people. What can I say? God is awesome, wonderful. He's counselor. He's prince of peace. He's mighty God. He's Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So I'm speaking to you. Are you a Christian that has been abundantly blessed? Then blessed a touch from above. Are you somebody that's broken and hurting? Are you the Samaritan woman sitting at the well? Are you blind Bartimaeus trying to get your act together and don't know what to do? Jesus is your answer. I promise you, Jesus is your answer for this whole entire world. Pray with me, Jesus, please help me. Forgive me, Lord, of all my sins. I've done so much wrong. I can't even count how many things I've done wrong. Forgive me, Lord. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my refuge. Let Jesus have control. Come up and visit me at a church service. A touch from above, prayer mountain. A church alive is worth the drive. I promise you. God loves you. You're important. Don't stay blind forever. Don't stay searching forever. Let Jesus have dominion and control. I love you. God bless you. You've been listening to A Touch From Above with Dr. Loana Steins. For your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story. Send your gift to P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065. Visit atouchfromabove.org and come visit a church service 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. Dress warm. It's a church without walls. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a Touch from Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touch from above.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.